Welcome to the Construction Podcast, a podcast where we try to, what do we do? We, we build a world we based on five world. randomly generated words from five separate lists. Well, that's not true. That's <laughs> inaccurate. There are three lists. There are three lists. What are we even doing? And we generate usually six. <laughs> I'm Josh Robbins. This is my first day. <laughs> uh, it's also been like two weeks since we recorded the last episode because we've all been very busy. But we did before we started, we sat down and we tried to list out all of the previous stories and worlds we had come up with. And it took us a hot minute to remember them all. Um, but let's talk about what was technically the last story we did, which um, I believe Linnea came up with the title for Gnomes and Clones. <laughs> yep. Also, before we continue, we should address that um, Joss has new shoes. Okay. I actually... I was actually talking... No, it's your hair. You're different. Oh. You look different. Oh, yeah, I'm blonde now. Hi. <laughs> so he's now just a little bit dumber. But that's okay. Eh. 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 Well, before I had the confidence of a white straight male, now I have the confidence of a blonde white straight male. Or how about a, <laughs> a terrifying no, prospect? A, a K-pop star. The confidence oh. of a K-pop star. I mean, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I, I want to talk about gnomes and clones because surprisingly, it was the first movie ever to win a Nobel Peace Prize for our work in bringing the story of the clones to the public. And um, I just, I'm, I'm, we're very, we're very um, thankful for the honor that you all have bestowed upon us. And um, we're here to just get right back on the old, on the old horse. <laughs> what? Truly. <laughs> what? But did we do names? Did we skip names? I'm Anthony Wilkinson. I'm Josh Robbins. Lynette Anderson. And this, it's, it's time to, what's our classic catchphrase? It's time to. Build it. We need a catchphrase. It's time to build. Build is good. Okay, let's do it. That's exactly what we need. Okay, dope. So we got the list. The first list is our two influences. It's going to generate. We've actually included a couple more things on the list, and now there are 62 items on the list. Oh, shit. So let's randomly generate. 62. Two numbers. First number is. 30. Samurai. That one's fun. Let's do it. Samurai and monster. Okay. Okay. There's some potential here. So it's like a monster samurai kind of theme. Some in between. There. Samurai. Well. Um, Now we have our second list, which are major events. There are 137 of these, and we are going to randomly pick three. Um, 66. Which is Ice Age, sixty five, which is Heat Wave, <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> yes. and seventy one, which is censorship. Oh my! I don't feel like we have to worry about that one nearly as much. Um, as far as the priorities we have in the world, the the first two are pretty pressing. Yeah, and then we have last our inhabitants. So in addition to humans. There are cryptids. Yes, motherfucker. What are this they? is going what to be so. It's like big. It's Bigfoot, Loch Ness monster, Jersey Devil. All those are like cryptids. They're basically like 
Can you like? So we have our samurai and we have our monsters. Yeah. A, a, a battle between a samurai and Mothman is something that I would pay an infinite amount of, mo- an infinite amount of money to see. Oh, like oh, like urban myths. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, there's a there's a fucking billion of them, but oh look, jackrabbits. Okay. Um, <laughs> what they're cute. Okay, so <laughs> jackrabbit with a sword. <laughs> yes. Now, yes, is it the one of the crypt? Is it is Bigfoot our samurai? <laughs> Now hear me out. Are the crypt- I'm already okay with that. I mean, I mean, I like the idea of cryptids. I also, I also like a Norse Norse trolls. Norse trolls are fun. So, like troll hunting. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was that movie. movie. That was a good movie. Troll hunters or whatever. Yeah, I like, like that the movie. found footage kind of style. Yeah. Like, it was pretty good. I mean, yeah. it fits and it fits well. I thought in our it was going to be so bad, and it wasn't at all. Yeah, it was surprising. But okay, we 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 want our, our cryptids. Are, so are, are we are the samurai I think there are two the two main ways I see it approach this and they're two very different directions but one is that the samurai kind of like a kingsman kind of deal where this where or like a men in black where the samurai are actually still around but they had started out to fight off cryptids and now we're in like modern day or whatever and they are they are still hunting these creatures and also there's been some world altering crazy climate shit that is happening so um, something I want to do specifically with the uh, heat wave ice age thing mm-hmm. is like I don't want them to be um, subsequent to each other. I want them to somehow be both happening at the same time. Absolutely. So, you know, so like how do we? Like I don't I don't know how. Oh, like, science... oh, oh okay, oh. I got it. This will make the world chaotic and complicated, but maybe interesting. So every other day or like something like that, the world just like switch climates. And you just wake up, and it was hot yesterday, and now it is literally just frozen. Hear, hear me out. We also we have the Great Wall of China. Yes. What if one side of the Great Wall of China is heat wave, and the other side is ice age? <laughs> I was thinking just, you know, okay. straight up half and half this thing. Yeah. Well, and I'm saying one of the I dividers is yeah, the Great absolutely. Wall of China, which Great now has been expanded oh. to go across the entire world. Because these wall. cryptids on either side, these cryptids on either mm-hmm. side, Keep trying to break over. Maybe there's maybe oh, there's some God. magical property to these cryptids actually carry these climates with them in a way. I like that. So they're yeah. So instead of like instead of like so the earth being sort of like land and sea, it's just like whatever place is currently under an ice age or more of a heat wave at the given moment. And right. chaos and like, breaks out when they do jump sides. Okay, so right. oh, like oh. some places are constantly heat waves, some places are constantly yeah. Like, um, Ice Age, but like all, a lot of the other ones just kind of morph and change, making it really impossible to like set up anywhere. Yeah, well, and, and here's a, a slight, slight change. Big walled city, but it's walled on both sides. It's like the Great Wall of China, but it's on both sides. Like, it, it was mm-hmm. inspired by this. Um, and it goes, but it goes all the way around the earth because the only place that is inhabitable is the place between this extreme heat wave and between ice age. That's the only place where the temperature kind of evens oh, out like in that. this little area. Like a Mesopotamia kind of thing. So almost. it's sort of like. And these ext- it's, it's like Canada and the U.S. because ninety percent of Canada's population is on the border. Yeah, and 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 what makes and these cryptids have evolved in these extremely difficult climates is why they're so big and scary and tough and like dangerous because they've had to like live in like these extremely hostile environments and now they're trying to come over to be in these more livable areas and these samurai are like the wall watchers yes but the censorship where that comes in is they don't want the public to know that these cryptids are are real and they're coming in and so like so yeah obviously the the cryptids are getting stronger and getting smarter 
Maybe there's now, like... are the cities between because like there's cities on this side of the wall, there's cities on that side of the wall. Are these cities between the walls? Between the walls, yes. I thought it's... we had a wall and then they had like cities and cities, and so they were kind of separated cities that don't usually like cities that run along the wall. I mean, I think it's a mixture, like, I think the city is almost maybe like built into the wall because I think it's not a very wide area, like, I think it's like. But it's it's like it's a very long city, but it's not a very like wide city. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I I, I mean I I'm thinking a lot along the lines of kind of like Attack on Titan. We so know, there are two walls, one yes. city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, or maybe it's a. I guess it could be a big wall with the city inside of it too. I imagine that it's yeah, actually that it's like so these these dramatic shifts in climate have like decimated the population, right? So like. It's relatively sparse inside this relatively thin, like, inner wall city. So I don't think there's, like, a ton of people. So, like, a lot of it's, like, just sort of untamed land or, like, farming or something like that. Where it's, like, a practical use or just uninhabited. So, like, there's long stretches between cities still. And long, long ago, they built the wall. Their their ancestors built this wall to keep cryptids from crossing over or whatever. Yeah. And the the people the people who live in the city think that it's that it's other stuff out there. Like they know that it's dangerous out there, but they've been told because you know, who who knows? Radi it's radiation because maybe that's also there's a nuke there's nuclear stuff involved. That's what also the radiation has helped form these cryptids. It's these extreme environments. Oh, hell yeah! Because and this radiation has caused this rapid evolution of these animals into these m- mega forms. You know of like Megatona. that's how that's how we get like. That's how we get Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster and all this other stuff. And I see this more as like a serial, like something that, like, not, you know what I mean, like a serial, like a show. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, I, I not like, symbols. not like Booberry. <laughs> <laughs> what if we, instead of no. pitching a world, we just built a brand of cereal based off of like Count we should, Chocula? We should absolutely do something like that. We should, in the future, <laughs> do an ad based, like, kind and, of. Well, and the, we, we could do the Loch Ness Loops. Which is like fruit loops, but the I'm still monster. caught up on high high karma symbols. That's still one of the funniest things um, to me. Like, <laughs> I mean, I think I think naturally from any of these worlds, there's you know plenty of merchandising options. Right. So hit us up, Disney. You want to own everything? We get we can spit out ideas all day long. Apparently, just pay us. <laughs> give us money. We'll give them to we'll put you. Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse can be a cryptid. Then the oh. little mouse gets radiated, and now he's out there. Some like fighting samurais, fire. Like I don't know. I might imagine Mickey Mouse would be on the, the heat wave side of things. Probably. I thought he's more of an electric type, but that's Pikachu. So. <laughs> <laughs> he's a fire mouse. <laughs> fire mouse type. Um, Mickey Mouse. So we got, we got this big wall. What's this, our aesthetic again? Did we roll for kind of? Like, no, I mean it's samurai, samurai. and monster. Okay. And we're, monsters going hand in hand with cryptid. And so cryptid. This is pretty great. <laughs> Rolls. And what are some of the cryptids that look like? What are they? I, I mean, give me some examples. Obviously, but. Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, there's Mothman, Mothman. the Jersey Devil. Um, there is, oh man, it's hard to think of these. I mean, um, a lot of times ghosts fall into the cryptid category. Like, people count mm-hmm. ghosts as cryptids. I mean, it's basically just anything that's kind of like an Urban indis- myth. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you got yetis, you got um, gnomes, trolls. You know, a lot of, oh, uh, one of my favorite is skinwalkers. Um, and skinwalkers, they're basically, they look like humans. It's actually, um, I believe it actually was derived from the legends of, um, I forget which Native American tribe it was, but it, it's, it, it's, it's like it originated in Arizona. It's these things, they look like humans and they 
but they move like you can tell that it's not a human because they only can speak things that have been said to them. They can only like repeat phrases um, and like mimic voices I've, I've and they move slightly weird and stuff like that. It's like I've heard I've read so many creepy stories. I really that like I really, I really like Native American war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I, I think that's a really interesting potential episode. Is like there's all these skinwalkers have gotten into the city, and the samurais having to like hunt them down oh, in yes. the city. Oh. Decide, come up with some sort of like test per se, or like, mm-hmm. and I, I don't think these these cryptids should be easy to take down, or like there's any kind of like repetitive way to get rid of them. You know what I mean? Like because they're all different, and so there's gonna be different yeah. lore surrounding how to, and then you know maybe we have characters, like main character, whatever you know, has to go to these, like, old cathedrals with their version of that, you know, like, look up, you know, like, ways in which they can get rid of these things because nobody knows because this is a new, yeah. new old problem. I also yeah. love the idea of, like, them, one of the sources they have to use sometimes being, like, those old tabloids that are, like, my husband married Bigfoot or whatever. Like, yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> Remnants like, of, like, that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like, and, like, now it's, like, this is some of the only information they had and it's, and I don't know if it's because these creatures were always out there or they've been and now they've been free to like come out because like I do like the idea of maybe it was an ancient because it's weird because we're both like pulling on ancient lore and being in this futuristic setting so like these samurai are in this I mean, much how more futuristic world. are you picturing I mean I don't imagine being Pretty. futuristic but I mean we're in a we're in a we're in a climate like dystopia we're, so we're in a, a time far future. away see I thought like, in my head advanced. it was building out as like a completely different fantasy world that's what was building out in my head. I got you. Interesting. And I mean, like, and it could be. I'm just saying that if we want it, if we want it to be that radiation is part of the thing that is creating these cryptids, then I think it does have to be like maybe this is this could be the world in like ten years, you know, right. like twenty or whatever. So alternative human Earth. Yeah. Yeah. Two big walls, a city in the middle, right? Cities, uh, cities, cities. cities. Yeah. Like just during just along, like in between farmland and etc. Um, right. Yeah. Um. Somehow. Somehow. And you know what's kind of neat is like, you know, at least from the bird's eye view, you have like this untamed, fucked up cold wilderness and you have like this um, hot place. And then like in this middle, we have a, you know, a string of cities that would theoretically go this way. And it's like, then we have like, because each city is going to be in its own kind of a... Lost the thought. Carry on. What? (laughs) I lost the thought. I lost it. Um, Yeah. Okay. Well... We, we, we've talked a little bit, so I like the idea of like these grand cities built into these giant walls, mm-hmm. but let's, let's, let's talk a little bit about the samurai and how they have moved on. Cause I mean, I'm not going to act like I know everything about actual samurai culture. I know Definitely almost not. next to nothing. Um, and, and I'd say that probably all the information I have is probably wrong because it's more, it's, it's like media interpretation of samurai. And I really think that's what we're kind of going to have to dig mm-hmm. and, and follow. Um, just because. I, I don't really know much about actual samurai, yeah. other than they did function a lot like knights did mm-hmm. in medieval culture. And I mean, they seemed like they did, but they didn't. Just so we're clear, they didn't. Well, I thought they were like I given mean, like plots of land. Well, it's not important. I, I mean, it's they're, they're, they're both feudal systems to a degree. Like, I mean, like every, they're, you're given a certain amount of power, whether that be land or control over people, in exchange for protecting those people. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and I think, and I don't think we should do their like landowners. I think it really should be like this elite squad of like of like this wandering. I like the idea of this wandering oh, yeah, squad so of samurai walk up or, and down the. Um, they, yeah, they march the, the walls the mar- yeah they march the walls and it's like these the long treks and they go and they can be in the middle of nowhere you know with their version in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. 
And I like just like, the imagery of, you know, like them being up there kind of in the wild, but not because they're elevated on this wall. And then like they see off in the distance, like, you know, some sort of like swirling chaos of, you know, like particularly icy cryptid or whatever. Yeah. Like they see us, they see a bunch of Jersey devils mm-hmm. walking around the corpse of like some giant ass tiger or something <laughs> like that. Like, oh yeah. It's like, it's like out beyond the wall a little bit. Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So they've, they've got to have some kind of way to like travel, like something that like helps them like avoid all the hazards of, yeah. of the, the environment. And you know what this reminds me of? There's a video game that's very similar to this that I played for a while. I think you've actually seen me play it. Kenshi is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's absolutely great. Like the world it, it creates. Um, it, it's, it's really interesting because it is, it is feudal. It's, it's like a dystopian society, but it's like, it's a mixture. It really is kind of what we're doing right now. It's like mm. feudal Japan, but I think it was the, the lore is, which is very hidden because it doesn't really come out and tell you. Uh, is that I believe it was nuclear war, but what if it, what if Japan recovered and was in this feudal system? So there's all this, it's this a wasteland, but the, all the characters are fighting with weapons, like swords and all these other like traditional oh, like, that Japanese. Game. That game. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and then there's like these weird mutant creatures that you can like get to follow you around. Like it's Those very similar that to what we're fun. talking about yeah. right now. Now that you say that. And it is, it is an interesting aesthetic. Um, mm-hmm. what, yeah. I, what I want to ask is, so these, these, um, can now also this is reminding me of Samurai Jack because you know like you know, you're, you're, you're yeah. alone Samurai going and and going through all these things but this is less of a futuristic world I think and more of a kind of backpedaling mm-hmm. the world it's we we bobbed ourselves back to the Stone Age almost idea yeah and not I, quite but no, not quite I do kind of like the idea that there are still some cool gadgets and stuff these samurai could have you know that let them like jump a like little higher and like, like that like i think that would lead to some cooler action sequences with these cryptid fights and stuff like that um but i definitely do think like we um like gunpowder is really scarce so there's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff with bows maybe but like they do have like some cool like compound bows <laughs> shit, you know what i mean yeah 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 um that can like transform and stuff like that and so you have different characters who specialize in different weapons that would yeah. be fun I think they've gotten really creative with how these things work and it's just like, yeah, increased power, increased damage. And I think like each city has their own, like, I don't know if it's, if it's like a squad or like a series of squads of samurai. Are there good cryptids? I think, I think that's something that would be explored. And I think that, cause I mean, cryptids also have different levels of intelligence. Um, cause there's like the crazy beasts and whatnot. And then, and then even some cryptids, there are arguments about like how much intelligence they're supposed to have. Cause I mean, they're not real. So people can make up anything, mm-hmm. but it's like you hear different stories. Some people like the Loch Ness monster is just this crazy beast that like, it's an old ass dinosaur. Yeah. But then other people think that it's capable of like communicating <laughs> and like, and, like yes. you know, it has, it has intelligence. And so, and I think the same as Bigfoot and these other things. And then there are definitely creatures that are just kind of chaotic monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean like Mothman's another one that some people say the Mothman is actually actually like the, the thing about mothman is people his thing is he he was seen and this bridge collapsed and a lot of people the the legend about him is uh, half the people believe he is the one who collapsed the bridge and the other half believe he was there to warn people the bridge was going to collapse mm. and so um and there's actually a, a, a very the interesting right the appalachian mountains kind, yeah. kind of lore yeah yeah um and there's actually a very interesting um podcast that you, you've heard of the adventure zone they mm-hmm. do a series the season after adventure zone is called amnesty mm-hmm. and it's a monster of the week 
kind of oh, thing fun. to where, but they, they, it's this role playing game they play, but they're doing it. And one of the characters in it is the Mothman that they interact with a lot. Um, and so, like, I do like the idea that there maybe is certain cryptids that they befriend or something. Like, we go back to the samurai agency, and like, it's a big reveal that one of the members of this squad is a cryptid or something. Or like there's the member. Is there magic and there's like alchemy? I, I want there to be, but we, we didn't roll it. Mm-hmm. So I, mean, I, I add things that aren't in the role. Like, like, but, cryptids are inherently magical, think, right? But then I think that should stay to the cryptids, though. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do, like, you guys keep talking, I'm going to keep adding. I just, I think I'm going to do a little Googling as we talk, because I'm going to look up some more cryptids, because I feel like our list um, is kind of yeah, short right do, now. Do, do um, Lovecraftian things fall under cryptids? I don't, what is Lovecraftian? Like Cthulhu and, um, God, those weird fish people, and so many other weird, strange beasts. Um, I don't think... <laughs> what? I don't think that, um... I don't think they do. I don't think Lovecraftian stuff does. Uh, um, but... They're lake monster. I mean, yeah, so here are some pictures of stuff. And, uh, I mean... Jungle walrus. What the fuck is a jungle walrus? A, di- a digo neck is a creature said to have been seen near Lake Victoria in 1910. A jungle walrus. I love that. Jungle walrus is definitely an episode. Kraken. I might like the Kraken, the Loch Ness Monster. I might make the jungle walrus and post. Sea serpents. <laughs> ice, I, icy sea serpents. Um, <laughs> Yeti. And then, I mean, a lot I of ones with Can you go back up? I want to kind of read some of those. <laughs> the Monkey Man of Delhi. <laughs> oh, good. The or- What's orange... Orange... Ba- orang Batee. Oh, I should have known. It's a wing cryptid rumored to inhabit. Is it bat-like, beetle-like, or somewhat monkey-like Is it like an orangutan, but batee? I think. Orangutan is like an orangutan bat. Because it's like part monkey, part bat. So it's like those things from from The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, I'm happy. Um, And (laughs) now I do do think, yeah, because I think that they can't really have magic. I think that they could, there could, I like the idea of there being like an alchemist character who does do a lot of bombs and stuff like that. And that's, that's, I mean, gunpowder originated in in China and stuff like that. So I feel like in this, I feel like a samurai, that would be a skill that I think could be linked to the samurai. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like they they definitely did use smoke as a tactic. Uh, Or I like the idea that he, like they have kind of, he he also has kind of older guns, but he specializes in mixing stuff. So he makes his own bullets and he has like, bombs and stuff like that different Him ones or that are like it's a she, she or they or whatever yeah um days <laughs> um and then well, you got you got your bow your bow boy and i'm <laughs> using boy with an eye so it could be anything um uh, and then you obviously have your sort of sword um and i like the idea of you know what if someone's that got one a like, like, like a bow staff? Yeah. Yeah, because hey, we got to have a bow staff one. Mm. Yeah, somebody who hoots people with sticks. And right. so I think someone else needs one of those things on the chain that you like nunchucks? throw. Nunchucks? No, like the, the, the little things on the chain. Like, but it's like nunchucks, but they're, there's but a longer chain nun- and you can throw them and they have like the little like scythe on the end of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh it's like Ivy from Soul Calibur. Game reference. Yeah. yeah. So, and so like we got, we got that. I mean... And I think that's, that's, I feel like that's enough for the main squad. There's five of them. There's mm-hmm. one more five than the Ninja Turtles, so we got that on them. There we go. Um, <laughs> and then they, like, run into other ones. Like, Here's other cities have, like, different combinations of, like, four. so many different weapons and, like... So this is a little storyline, but, like, begins off with four going on, like, a regular campaign. Mm-hmm. And then they encounter somebody who has, like, either been lost to them, they thought was dead, 
and has just been living out on the wall slash wild areas alone. And then he has come to them and they come and he's like, things are much worse than you think. And then he lays like, you know, the premise of, you know, what the, the journey would be, which is to stop X, Y, Z or whatever from lots of things. Or maybe find, this is- Find the source of the cryptids. Right. Why they're yeah. acting out. Yeah. Well, I mean, in a lot of ways, I, I think that, once again, I think that's why I think this is a little bit more of a- uh, Series? A series is because I don't even think we really have to address like that there's that they're coming from someone because I think it's one of the things they're always going to be coming and this is more just dealing with the problem. Yeah, one cryptid per episode sort of sort of feel vibe. Yeah, well, so maybe they're trying to get off get off Earth. I mean, oh my like, god! They got a huge, grand, long scheme of what things. What if they held the belief that the Earth is indeed hollow, so they're actually just trying to find their way in? Oh. I mean, go yeah. go under. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, we're doing cryptids. We could do other conspiracy theories as well. That'd yeah. Be kind of fun. So, like this, they're um, on this mission or whatever to find the hole. Believe me, this is turning into a comedy hole. in my head. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's elements of comedy to it. Like, you know, a, a <laughs> fighting Mothman is pretty. Yeah. It's okay, pretty yeah, fun yeah, to think yeah, about. Yeah. So they're going to find the entrance into the earth because it is hollow, and then they just like have to deal with like these like random monsters they encounter. For episode one or so or two, like whatever. I mean, yeah, I could see that being like kind of the grander like season arc. Yeah, is no, that's like, what I mean. And yeah. them trying to find a new place to dwell because like they can only keep defending the the cryptid attacks are becoming more frequent because there are more of them, mm-hmm. and they can't continue to like they can't continue to keep this away. I do like the idea of Mothman maybe being friendly though, and maybe who yeah. they, they find eventually is Mothman who tells them that there is this <laughs> secret cavern or whatever right. he would know he's a moth right <laughs> and and like and so he's With like kind of this friendly matisse or whatever they're called matisse. yeah he's kind of this friendly creature that like helps them mm-hmm. in a way or even if he isn't like friendly he's like not hostile mm-hmm. he's just kind of this he's like almost like the watcher in marvel stuff you know like the big mm-hmm. guy with the big head who just stands there and watches yes. major events happen yeah Something like that, um, it, where he's just this kind of ambivalent thing, but he does give them this one piece of information while he's in their holding cell or whatever, just kind of like standing there staring at a light or I something like, like that. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's what I mean. They it's don't funny even... if they light a fire one night um, mm-hmm. in like a wilder area and he just kind of like shows up, sits down next to them and just like says nothing for a moment. And they're always like, what the fuck? Yeah. And he like <laughs> moves to a spot slightly closer and then goes back. <laughs> And then moves and like like burns himself at one point. Like, dude, stop! Um, they catch him. Sizzles like. Plus, Mothman in reality, Mothman in reality, in a lot of media is really creepy looking because he's more like an owl than a moth. Hmm. Like he has huge, huge saucer eyes and like a fly. Kind like of, a yeah. I mean, I can pull up a picture of like Mothman moth. to show you guys. Because I mean, that's I think we should. That's what moth like moth heads look like. They have giant. I mean, there's a lot of different interpretations of him, but... Yes, there are. It's, I mean, more, like, you see, he's kind of almost more Mm owl-like than moth-like, in my opinion, in a lot of the interpretations. He says, and it really just just depend on who's drawing him, I guess, but, um, I mean, he's this, he's this very creepy-looking thing, but at the same, but so, but I like the idea, I, I, once again, like, I kind of like the idea of he does get captured because he doesn't really resist them. Yeah, but and they, I don't think he, they ever do like, capture uh, him. I, I, 
you know. Well, I think they take him back to their base and they think they have him captured, okay. but he's just there because he wants. I like the idea of because like I think he shows up as they're around this campfire or whatever, yeah. and he's just there and they're all freaking out and like they start trying to fight him. And he's just like he doesn't attack them, but he defends himself. Mm-hmm. And then like they they end up like capturing him, getting him to come with him. And he's in this holding cell, and he tells him this thing, and they're, they're talking like that's all I can tell you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave now. And they're like, you can't leave. And they look back, and he's gone. <laughs> you can't leave. Doses. Like this just and, I and just, he transforms into a tiny moth and disappears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, so yeah. Some, so something like that, you know, that character is kind of also the same. And so there's also this level of like, can we trust? This information is, from this cryptid 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 cryptid, cryptid. Ooh, I almost had the and, title there and um it would i think it also would give an opportunity to help us do a little bit of world building as far as like explaining how this happened because without us having to shoehorn it down early on because i think at first it's kind of it, it's and kind clear. of ambiguous like what is going on even if we're even on earth or this is a new place and him He's because Mothman's thing is he always appears before like disasters. There are some people oh. who even claim to see Mothman before nine eleven, like all these other oh, so like every oh, time wow, major Mothman shows up in the series. It precedes a, a bad event, possibly. Or... And, and, but also when they're interrogating him, he explains that he is the Mothman from like our time. And it's like I was at this br- the first time when I came to this bridge and people saw me and they didn't believe me. And it keeps going, and he can actually be there to explain like. And I was there to when the button was being pressed, like launch these nuclear weapons, and I tried to and like I tried to <laughs> warn someone. And they failed. Oh and he's my like, God. and a bunch of old pictures superimposed with Mothman. Yes, in them. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I um, mean, all this other stuff. And so, like, that's that's how he. Did. And like, and we can also say that there are other there, times that he has there, succeeded. There. He, it's not like he always fails. Like, yeah. like we could have these other events. Like, maybe he was part of the reason the Cuban Missile Crisis didn't, didn't happen, happen or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Like, there or he was there that one. And like, have you guys heard the story about that, that one the, Russian guy who he was there, there was the day a, Trump was elected? <laughs> it, it was like the. Uh, it was when that the, the Russians nuclear or it was either Russians or Americans nuclear missile system malfunctioned and it showed that nuclear missiles were being fired mm-hmm. at one of the countries and this one guy who was in charge of retaliating and like sending missiles back said I think it's I'm not going to do it I think this is wrong I don't I I have a bad feeling about this right. and so maybe it was the Mothman was there for that moment or something like that I, I, yeah, I mean yeah, it's yeah, a hyper specific moment but I think that would be a cool thing yes. to like have him there and so this is once again Mothman he's warning that's what it is the overall he's like the city will be destroyed mm-hmm. if you do not find somewhere to go by this day yeah mm-hmm. and maybe he doesn't so even tell him about the hollow destroyed, no matter what but like you need to get out by the X way. Yeah, and, oh. and he doesn't even give them an escape. Escape. He says you need to figure something out. And then this is them trying to do it. And one thing they eventually stumble in on is the, the hollow earth theory. Yes. Because um, if they can get if they can get underground, maybe it's something like finally the the heat wave and the ice are still pushing. That's what mm. I was just thinking. So, so parts of the wall like are starting to like fall or like and so like that's what's letting the cryptids in a and then b like that's now uninhabitable land. Yeah. Yeah. So and we have these two extreme biomes basically coming in. Yeah. And, and it has been for many, many years. So societies eventually just had... Oh, and yeah, and the fun. censorship is, in addition to the cryptids, it's also keeping from the people that they're, they only have so much longer. Like, before, then once these biomes, once, they're, once they combine, like, there's going to be no livable space. It's size like, of an apartment. <laughs> And, and so, um, I mean, this is part of it. And like, they're, they're having to like kind of move people. Cause maybe, I mean, also maybe we could just straight up steal a lot from attack on Titan and it's multiple layers of walls. 
And I mean, so, like, they're having to evacuate the outermost layers yeah, of walls like and that stuff like that. I think the cities in. would have their own individual defenses. I don't think it's just open space in the middle of these two walls. I think, like, they're, like, walled cities and, like, you know, different gates and, like, different tolls, bridges, things like oh, that. tolls. Tolls travel the one way back and forth. Could you imagine how Well, I mean, literally, there'd be, like, be, there'd be dedicated trade routes for sure. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, like, I mean, and, like, you have oceans to cross and things like that. So, like, they're... And but then, I do like the idea of having various walls, and then you end up in mm-hmm. the center city, the center city where the elites probably are, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, yeah, I, I like several layers, and I like to imagine like the outermost wall, like no matter what, it goes like all the way. So like literally, like they built it over the ocean and stuff like that. So the samurai, <laughs> yeah. there's like scenes of them walking out there, oh, that's and that's like pretty. an episode where they have to fight the kraken or like yeah, yes. or something like that, and the, the, the kraken's like wrapping itself around thing, the wall. Right? Oh no. Krakens are octopus. Right? I thought they were squids. giant squids. Squid. Yeah. I mean, they're, well, they've been, I, well, they're, they're, they're pictured both <laughs> ways, I think. I actually, now that I think about it, I see the Kraken pictured as an octopus in some stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just a giant, yeah, that thing. Yeah. Cephal- Cephal- Cephalopod. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's probably just someone saw a dead giant squid and, and <laughs> said that's what, that must be a Kraken. <laughs> Um, and, but then I, I also think like you have the potential to do like sirens and mermaids and other stuff like oh, that. Oh, sure. Like siren episodes are always really fun. Yeah. It is monsters. It's not just cryptids. Oh yeah. True. So, I mean, we could also get around that. Uh, I mean, I definitely also think if okay. you're going to do a frozen tundra episode, like pay homage to the thing and do an episode where there's a shapeshifter in the frozen tundra or yeah, something absolutely. like that. And they got to like figure out who's who. Um, I like just because the thing is to this day like the original and I even like the remake like are both like such good horror movies. Mm-hmm. What is it called? The thing. The thing. Oh, it's like is this it's this story where these guys they're stuck in this frozen research station, um, not stuck but they're working in this research station. They dig something out of the ice and it's like this creature and then it gets out. But the thing is, it can shapeshift by like it absorbs someone oh, or I think I have kills seen them, that. And, but it can take them their form perfectly. Except they figure out later it can't replicate inorganic material. So if you have like a filling in your tooth, that's how they find out later on. Oh. But like it's a constant, like no one knows who they can trust because any one of them could be the thing. And like even through a lot of the movie, the audience isn't really even sure who the thing is. Because it changes, right? I mean. um, yeah. And, and like the other thing is they can't leave. They're like, we can't leave until we figure out who the thing is because if this thing gets out, it could you know, decimate humanity. Right. Um, Because like it's very tough to kill and like like you can't kill it with bullets. I think they end up having to burn it with fire. And the ending is still very ambiguous, Which like sense, whether or not yeah. they actually, nice. yeah, and uh, and so it's I, that's a little tangent. I just love the thing; it's, it's so great. And the original special effects for the original movie are so well done. It's like one of the best like uses of practical effects. Like it's crazy, but um, uh, but I, I I like the idea of it being able to bring in some more classic monsters, you know, and um. Maybe even get a kaiju in there. Uh, I think I think they would. I think going over the ocean, they would fight a kaiju. Yeah, I think I think especially for doing radiation nukes and stuff. Fine. Yeah, fine. I think yeah. there's a there's a hot kaiju and a cold kaiju. Yeah, <laughs> and each one. And I, I also uh, love the idea is like, what if they ha- like? There's these two giant ones that are coming coming at the city, and they instead of having to figure out a way to fight it, they can find a way to have them fight each other. Yes, because they, they're coming for each other in a way. But, I mean, wouldn't their fight in turn destroy the city? That's the concern. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, ice kaiju coming closer, bringing the cold with it. Yeah. Fire kaiju coming from, you know, that side, bring hot with bringing it. Bringing the heat with it. And bringing the heat. Coming, and that's what Mothman told them was mm. going to happen to the city. And so you have 
Now do something. Or don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Doses. Yeah. Mothman out. Mothman out. I definitely think there's like a... I like the idea of at one point they have to fight a bunch of Yeti and they have to get a Bigfoot to help them. <laughs> yes. Because Bigfoot's basically like friendly Yeti. Because like Bigfoot's always like kind of like in a lot of things is like Bigfoot's the gentle giant but Yeti are always like they will fuck your and shit And they up. have to go through like this whole episode of just finding Bigfoot. <laughs> so there's so many jokes. Bigfoot jokes. So many Bigfoot jokes. <laughs> and um yeah i mean i think the individual episodes like the individual things like write themselves especially when you add in like these crazy like i i do actually i love the idea of it being animated because i always want more samurai jack i can never get enough mm-hmm. samurai jack and so it's yeah, just very be... samurai jack style even if it mm-hmm. is that more simple animation but you have these crazy fight great. scenes where everyone's using these yeah, crazy weapons and be... fighting all these different variations of creatures that, that are either like super fast or super strong or can fly. Like I imagine like this, like I said earlier, like this squad of Jersey devils, like mm-hmm. going in and like grabbing people in these samurai, having to like be jumping across rooftops and slicing <laughs> them out of the oh, air, yeah. shooting them. You know, the, the, the Bose guy specializes in having a bunch of stuff with strings. So he's constantly like fucking like grappling, hooking all over the place. Yes. And, like, like he, at one point he's riding a Jersey devil and shooting other ones. <laughs> like, like this is Hawkeye, but samurai, right? He, samurai Hawkeye. <laughs> Um, yeah, I like that. And it's still samurai. It you, you put those together. <laughs> <laughs> it's, but it's it's samurai, and then it's e y e. Samurai. You combine it either. It doesn't. It doesn't work. Um, Samhawk. Um, <laughs> Hawkeye. Um, Why? What do we call again? We keep on saying that word. Jersey Devils. No, no. The uh, the our creatures. I just cryptids. Cryptids. Cryptid. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then you have like a skinwalker one that's a little bit more of like a tense, like, like what's going on, I, like, like who who can you trust, like what's what's because like, they can take the form of anybody, mm-hmm. and so that and like I do like the idea of that being in one of the frozen areas because I do think there's a very big mm-hmm. thing parallel there. Um, but there's like a ton of them. Like there's a lot of because it's almost like zombie because skinwalkers are almost like zombies meet shapeshifters. Like that's yeah. That's what it is. And honestly, in a lot of the stories I read about them, people aren't exactly sure what skinwalkers want. So they just know that they have this kind of weird malevolent energy about them. Like, but they don't know if they eat people or they... Yeah, I was going to ask, do skinwalkers inherit the memories of the person? No. Like, it straight up is like they just take the form and like, and they, like, and, and they, once again, like, they can't form, they can't speak. They make these weird noises but they can only say things they've heard. So a lot of times they'll, you, you will hear them saying stuff like help, help, you know, like, cause yeah, yeah, I remember at, that scene and like, and, and like a lot of people think it's cause like if they attack the person whose form they took, that person is screaming, like, help me, help me. Mm-hmm. And now they can say that. And that's how they draw other people in. It's just so spooky. It's like a yeah. creepy mm. parrot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a creepy parrot. Yeah. And then, and, and then it's also, it's, it's, I, I, I think I've read a couple of things that have said things about what the skinwalkers could look like. Um, like when they're not in their form, but, uh, like, but it's never clear, but so I like the idea of they're actually this kind of, oh, what's it called? It's, they, they talk about it in Rick and Morty when they take the weird, ugly shapes. Hold on, pause. All right. Sorry. We had to take a little break because we had a little memory card issue. Um, but memory we used cards. our time. <laughs> not, that's nothing. It's nothing. It could be something. Um. It could be something. Get your card for your tits. Anyway, so I did a little research on samurai while we were in the dark, and 
Uh, one thing I, I kind of looked up what their traditional weapons were and some very quick Googling on some other stuff. One they had, I already forgot what it's called, but they actually had their own form of martial arts, which is mm. kind of cool. Um, and then uh, I, I think we should talk about what our main gang is going to be like. Um, so I kind of do, I, I personally, I think the main guy should just be your kind of classical samurai with the sword. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a Zoro from One Piece kind of character. Sure, I have not seen One Piece. Oh, gotcha. He's got, he just fights with three swords. Awesome. Like, probably has two. Um, yeah, Samurai, they would always have two. Like, that was a big thing. Like, they had these two very special swords and no one else was allowed to carry them. One was, like, their big fighting sword and the other one was, like, a little dagger. Mm-hmm. More of a dagger. That's the Utility. one that... It's also the one where if they ever, like, were to kill themselves, they would do use the shorter dagger to do that. It's more Christian. Um, and so, that's our main guy. <laughs> um, and we... Yeah, and do you want to be a guy or a girl? I mean, we, can, we have it on a bit of a guy, a guy streak. It could be a girl. It could be a girl. Yeah, girl. Yeah, I think I that's mean, novel, like female samurai. Yeah. Novel. yeah. I like and, that a lot. And, I mean, and our, I think our squad's going to be a mix. For sure. Um, And then we have... Hakurai. <laughs> Hakurai. Um, that is archery, is yeah. Archer. What's the, I don't even think we need to get into gender on these these people. That it really doesn't so. matter. Yeah. Um. And so, but what's, what sword, sword persons, what's their deal? What's their backstory? Uh, why do they, why are they a samurai? Is it like an agent? Are they, are they, is our main character the type that's super good? And like, is he the, he or she, the YouTube samurai? Learn everything on YouTube. I think think it's almost an inherited position, like passed out. You know what I mean? And so, are they good at what they do, or are they they kind of the underdog that's gotten thrown into this position and is trying to? Depends on if we're doing a comedy or something serious. I think they've they've worked to get to the. I think they're learning, but they've like worked pretty hard to get to where they're at. So, like, they have room to grow. Like, they're not they're not incredible, but they're not bad. Maybe they're a phenomenal fighter, but they're not a phenomenal leader yet. Mm. Okay. Maybe I see. something along the lines of that. And now they've been given this team. They've been moved up. They were kind of like, and like the team kind of looks at them strangely at first because like they basically shot up like straight out of the Samurai Training Academy. Yeah. They've been put in this position of one of the most elite squads. Good and everyone's authority. like, like yeah, what have you haven't fought enough. You haven't done enough to be worthy of this. Right. And then like maybe they're. Like, but there's, yeah, they're running low on fighters. And so, you know, she's all they have. To fill certain roles. Yeah, and so she she could be. I like the idea of maybe her maybe she even has family in this program. Mm-hmm. Like her father was this legendary samurai. Yes, um, or her mother. Think she's either to way, fill. or yeah. both of her parents. I kind of like it. It's both of her parents were like this fighting duo oh, that like hell yeah. that killed this one huge cryptid or something like that. But they died in the battle as well. Like succumbed to their wounds, or one of the parents died and the other one got really injured and is now in a wheelchair or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, I like that. And, <laughs> like the consultations. What if what if they died in a fight with a, a cold kaiju and a warm kaiju? One of them got the cold, one of them got the warm one, but they both died in the process. Oh yeah, I like that a little yin and it's yang poetic. kind of like yeah, that's um, cute. <laughs> and so they they both they both died taking on these huge creatures with their own squads and like all this other stuff. And she lost both of her parents in that day, um, and dedicated herself to becoming as noble of a fighter as they were. And so she's been just phenomenal. She excels at all of it. Like she is one of the greatest swords swordsmen of her of the program, and she gets put in charge of this team of people. Or I or 
vice versa, she gets put in this team and immediately, like, the leader of the squad gets murked and she has to step up mm-hmm. and take over the position. Next I kind of like that Next more. Next yeah, yeah. That means um, it. No, a trial by fire kind of moment. Very similar to, I mean, I think there are a lot of things like this. And it where should it's like, when they're, like, actually on a mission, right? So mm-hmm. it's sort of like the whole group's like, oh, we just lost our leader. Uh, who was technically second in command? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I think it just becomes like a split second decision. Like at that point, she like, just starts yelling out commands. Yeah. And like she has this family, this need to live up to this. She gets put in the leadership position, and she's constantly still trying to fight with them, with with her, not fight with her team, but there is that constant like Tension. fighting for respect and like mm-hmm. because she is the newest of them. She's seen the least, right? Technically in the field, although growing up, she was constantly around this stuff, right. like. Um, I think she's like heard the stories and like studied what there is that is known about the kite like, of the cryptids yeah. Yeah. and, and then, the other monsters. And then we got then we have and I think that's enough. That, that's a bare bones on her. Mm-hmm. And then we have our our bow person. Mm-hmm. What's their deal? What's I feel like they're maybe maybe they're the really like stoic one, kind of like the Spock kind of character who's like not very emotional, very calculated, um, very like assassin vibes. Knows, knows, like, of, like, knows the weak points of a lot of these cryptids. Like, knows how to, like, take them down in one shot. Yeah, like, almost like the scholar of the group in a lot of ways, you know? Where they, they're, they're, like, very, they're always very precise. They're very cool. They're very collected. Mm -hmm. Um, I like the idea... I think that they, they did, like, lose their parents, but I like the idea that they're, like, an orphan or something. Yeah, orphan. And I think, and I, I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of dead parents in this world because <laughs> I think that the once again there there is kind of the bloodline thing with samurai. I think it is like a title that's passed down through families and stuff like that. So a lot of people, your family tree gets trimmed off pretty badly working in this line of work. Mm-hmm. But um, and so she is, or the bow person, whatever whatever they are, they just have they uh, they're very wise. Yeah, they're wise, but they're very, like, their weakness is also their lack of emotion. Like, that's why they couldn't be the leader. Like, at first, they thought they were going to be the next in command, but they don't have... The qualities at which... You know, it's like... They're they're self-contained, basically. Yeah, it's like they're too... They they can't think of... Like, people are just almost like numbers to them in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And, like, you have to understand the team on an emotional level as well to be the best leader for the group. Um, Or maybe maybe they they had a squad at one point... But like made a calculated risk that didn't pay off, and like because you know they didn't take into account that the risk and loss of possible loss of life lost their command. And so even though they seem emotionless, they're constantly living with this guilt of having lost their previous squad. And why maybe after maybe after this, so the real leader gets taken out in this whatever first battle, and this other person takes over. And then when it's done, command tries to put the bow person in charge, and the bow person says, "I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I won't. I think that that she should be the leader." Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I like that. Um, and so her deal is she's living with her guilt of the squad that's passed away, but she's very, she's the smart one of the group. She, he, he I don't know why I'm, she's a she, let's just say she's I a mean, she. I, I, I would like she that. The entire time. Yeah. And, um, uh, doing all this other stuff. And then I like the idea of, and so after that, I think we what need. What are our weapons? We have bows, we have swords, we have, do we have the the um the hook on a on its on a string. I don't know what that's called. It's not a traditional samurai weapon, but who cares? Uh, it's like it's like cool a grappling hook kind of thing. Yeah. And, and like oh oh the the scythe on a chain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I kind of like the idea of. <laughs> that makes so 
Um, <laughs> yeah, that character. What what would their deal be? Um, I I kind of like the idea of like that weapon is something about like pulling people towards you. Mm-hmm. I kind of imagine this person is actually really friendly. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like oh, charismatic kind of like. Like a horrifyingly positive person. Yeah, that like this like extremely fun. bubbly, like person, like just like constantly raving. Savage, just but like, then, like, but also, like, they're, they're kind yeah. of a little bit unhinged. Like, you see them fighting and they're smiling while they yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, and they're okay, like, I know like that. slinging their thing and like pulling people yeah, close like so they character. can like kick them or whatever. But at the same time, they're smiling for like. I want it to be a seductive like a, male. That's okay. Yeah. Well, because yeah, because it's because I like it's kind of feels like a shitty pitfall to be like. Like the the very like seductive characters of female. I like oh, it if it's just this like flamboyant man. Yeah. Has fantastic like, hair. Like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it, like and like at this point like he he does not value his life. Like at yeah, this point yeah. he is trying to be as flashy and like do like just do as much as he possibly can, but like does not care if he lives or dies at the and end then of the day. Works with everything. Yeah, and like he it's he, it's, a, it's a life short. Okay. And I like I like the idea of like once again the samurai people don't really know what the samurai okay. do but they know that the samurai are this elite squad of people and it's very highly respected respected and he loves the attention yes. like he's constantly showing off low key like, narcissist yeah like he's this narcissistic character but he's also very like flirty very like uh, and very very nice I think he's flirty in like a not gross way mm-hmm. you know what I mean he's not like, like romantic flirty mean yeah like for like, a rose for a rose like he's very sweet and he's very like he's very and he's like very emotionally open and all this other stuff and then uh, I like the idea of now it does say that samurai later on they had guns and cannons and all this other stuff I like the idea of there I being this I want to be a cannon master well, I think I think he it. I think well I think at some point this <laughs> this guy's gonna bust out a cannon in one episode like yeah. a shoulder mounted cannon that he See, like loads just, up and but I think oh it should God. be I should be I think it should almost be like a gunslinger like character. Yes. Well, here's what. And I I sorry. If if it's on a wall, right? Mm-hmm. Then in theory, this wall could have tracks. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like that's you know that is uh, big enough for something like a toe-along cannon, and he just literally sits on it all the time, as, yeah. like, everybody else walks. Well, I don't like the idea of it being all the time, but I like the idea of he sometimes pulls out these mega guns or whatever, yeah. like these mega cannons, cool. stuff like that. And I especially like the idea of maybe, if, like, and I think that's a kind of constant cool thing is, but but I also like the idea of, like, maybe his thing is he is not Japanese or whatever. Mm-hmm. He is kind of this foreigner whose family got adopted in this program, so he feels like an outcast yeah. and all this other stuff. But he's yeah. more of this Western cowboy character because he's literally like <laughs> yes. a gunslinger. He literally is a yes. gunslinger. And he is like in this thing, and he's very kind of gruff and short, and like um, he doesn't know the language super well, maybe. Like he speaks it, but like he's a little bit rough in his his pronunciation and stuff like that. Like he's kind of seen as this, he's not, he's not as well put together. Like he doesn't take his grooming as seriously and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Cause he, kind of, he has like the stubble, all this other stuff, but he, and he's kind of messy. Like he has this workstation workshop where he's making all these like bombs and, yes. and like, special cartridges for his gun and stuff like that. And um, I just want to throw this idea. Oh. Sorry. Out now. And it's not related to this show, but I really like this idea. So just let me uh, vocalize it. Um, and an alternate version, it's a wall with a small, unheavy track, right, that can carry objects, and it's sort of like a form of um, a transport of, of items, right? Like, sort of like a train, yeah. but, like, not, but it's smaller, and it's, like, down to the ground. And I like the idea of, like, some random group traveling along with, like, stuff, you know, on this track, and then, you know, like, sometimes, like, and it's against the rules, but, like, 
you can like take other people's stuff off the tracks that are getting transported back and forth, mm-hmm. and they're just right. trying to survive. But anyways, I, mean, I just do like, I do like the there. idea of there being a track along the wall, though. Yeah, and like in some know. spots for sure. Yeah, or, well, yeah. I mean, probably like, along the And sometimes they like go random. That's how they can get to like these cities that are, that are so far apart. But uh, yeah, and then yeah. there are plots where the track has been damaged or is no longer usable mm-hmm, and it's right. hard to get out there and like maybe one episode is they have to when they're they going to out to the it. sea like they have to get out there and basically supervise and protect the, the people who are rebuilding the track and that's when it's like the Kraken episode or something yeah yeah there yeah and, that'd be really neat well um, I'd imagine like you know trying to find some kind of fuel for trains is relatively difficult I mean like you have steam but like still like keeping the infrastructure I bet you it's be more of like the, the yeah. handrail car yeah. it's more than yeah. oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, lo- I love I that. Love that. Or, or horse drawn or something yes. like that I love um, the handrails I think that or, makes it really funny <laughs> have you ever seen this like this old contraption they had <laughs> where it was this horse powered train whereas these horses would basically be on this big treadmill and power this this <laughs> thing that would pull it so you could pull it without steam power um but like it was kind of dumb yes and it was very expensive to build but it like just, but it could be so i do like the idea of maybe work. that's something for this world is right. there's these horse-powered trains and stuff like that um it's just think, the imagery sorry go i say i think our cowboy character like just knows how to like use everything from the land sorry i had to go back no you're, you're good <laughs> He's like, does it to use everything from the land and like kind of that's where his knowledge but like, that's where his knowledge base and use is. Like he'll he'll yeah. hunt, he'll find food. Like yeah. Yeah, he's he's kinda he's very he's as the alchemist, he's very kind of nature naturalistic. I just want to put this imagery, all of them on one of those big things and they're yes. like just like <laughs> they look so dumb. They have the, just like going one, back and forth they, on this They have those big hats, the the big slip hatch, which looks so fucking cool. I don't know why. Yes, but I like, oh, yeah. okay, yeah. When I played Kenshi, all of my characters had them. They were so cool. Um, and <laughs> play Kenshi, everyone. Support that game. It's so fucking sweet. Sick. That, oh, this thing. Yeah, the big hat. So there's like the there's the rice hat, and then there's the that, that canopy he always wore. Oh, yeah, the, the wooden backpack. I really want someone to have one of those. I mean, I think I the alchemist, them. I think the gunslinger does. Yeah. I think he's always carrying around a bunch of shit. Like, yeah. Because he's like constantly switching out. Because once again, he has like old cartridge weapons. I think he maybe has one revolver he can load pretty quick. But then it's like he has a musket and he has like a satchels of like bombs and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, that he yeah, uses. And like other. And he also constantly is bringing out these weird inventions and stuff like that. Yeah, he's, con- he's making shit. Like, um, yes. Like he's the one who he's he, whenever they have a special cryptid they need to catch or whatever. He's the one who designs the trap or whatever. And um, and then, or are we giving him too much? Do we need to split him up into I, two different characters? I like, I like where he's at. I think, I think we've given him enough. Yeah, and his his main, his main, his main. The chip on his shoulder is he's not part of this culture. Mm-hmm. Really, mm-hmm. he is. You know, he, he feels out of outsider. place. And although he tries to be part of it, he always feels disconnected. And like, I think it's even like as he walks through the street, there's a little bit of, of you know, he catches looks. Yeah, like it's just the whole like culturally he's not like in this land land a lot of people are very similar like mm-hmm. you know this ancestry and like he is the outsider. he is the outsider yeah and um then i think we i think we need a big person we need like a heavy I duty i pictured him like, as the big person no i, I think he's I think, average average really? build yeah well because i want the big person to have the geki which yep. is basically the bows the it's like a bow staff but it has a big blade on one end and i think he has a big bucket huge like big ass geki well i think he has a geki and then i also think that i forget what it is i know kenshi has them where it's it's these huge fucking swords it's basically it's just a handle and then just this thing of steel that's like this is like this wide and then it's like this tall and you just like swing oh, it boom, all around like it's this huge huge fucking weapon i don't even know what it's called um but i like the idea of it and, and <laughs> if, if you wanted to subvert it a little bit it could be a, it could be a female who has this like this big 
Yeah, yeah. like Hulk yeah, female that'd character be cool. who is just uh, also the cook. Yeah, also yes. the cook. I like that. <laughs> and like yeah. that's the thing. Like they go back and forth between this be really intimidating and then like you know this very like they have these overly garnished like <laughs> yeah they're yeah, incredible yeah. they're like, like yeah. Yeah, I like that, um, and like just overly sweet and nice un- until it comes to, of yeah. course. And they're, they're like we have like kind of the the, the flirtier character is the one with the the the, the sling blades, whatever. Very very flashy, very fast, very like like and not, also kind of like not brute strength. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and he's really frilly with it. But like, but the big the the big person is nice, but more in like a, just a kind way, right? Like, like in a genuine way. Yeah, <laughs> and like they're very they're just very supportive and like you know. Cool. But what's their backstory? What's what's their deal? Do we have a team grouch though? I think the gunslinger. Mm-hmm. I picture bit. him as being a grouch. Okay. And I mean, there's the Just... spot character who's I think a bit of a buzzkill. You know, our our bow girl. Mm-hmm. She's a bit of a buzzkill, but like, and so she's also kind of grouchy. And and then I mean, I think that the our main girl, the sword girl, I think that she's also not like full of laughs. I think that yeah, she's very she's focused. Serious. Mm-hmm. Um but I think she also can lighten up. Yeah. Um, and then we have our our flirty, we have and then we just have our nice, kind of our supportive big person. Mm-hmm. But I, I and I Take mean they don't care. need a tragic backstory, but I mean they need what they're facing, what their story is about. So like what's what's their issue? Lost a child, but that's cliche. Actually I kinda like that if it is this kind of older, big, strong yeah, woman who like it was <laughs> <laughs> you know it's good this system we built that yeah. caught it well she's fixing the camera but this like I like the idea of their being this older woman who is very strong very mm-hmm. like but like graying hair but has these big fuck off swords and stuff like this and um, I think she's she's like she had a daughter or a son yeah. who was going into the samurai profession and they died mm-hmm. fighting and so now she has no heir there's no one to carry on her family name or whatever. Um, and that's kind of her, her deep mm-hmm. sadness. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, she's supportive and like she she loves her team and like in a, in a lot of ways is kind of like this mother figure. I think she's been around since like shortly after this whole thing started. Right. Like, she was like, like one of the one of the original. Mm-hmm. And although she never like really rose up the ranks just because that wasn't something she was interested in. Like, she's right. always just been this front-of-the-line fighter. She just wanted to survive at the beginning, because yeah. that's, all, that's all she could do. And now that as as order and organization came to be a part of it, like her, like you said, her child originally went into it, and then the child goes away, so she then feels the need to... Yeah, and maybe maybe she actually has that two gap. children, and one of her children followed the samurai line and, and died, and the other child, she is like, is the other child is wanting to become a samurai, and she's like, that's one of her side stories, is she's having to deal with, does she let her child join this program right. or does she stop them so that the child won't get killed? Because right. once again, this is a dangerous line of work to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that. I, I like and that. we are That's, at time. We are at time? Yep. Are you sure? Because we did have that, that break. Long, long break. Mine's sitting at 71 right now. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we're probably well, about but, time to wrap it up. Yeah. I mean, right. I think I think we got our characters, yep. our, our set of five. Um, do we have a name? Um, yes. I mean, fire and ice is the first thing I thought of. I mean, but... cryptid fire, you know. Ooh. Um, um, but not fire, because it needs to imply. Oh, oh, oh. I was thinking, like, fire and ice, the journey yeah. underground. What's its word? Another word for like, yin and yang? Yeah, I was thinking maybe yin and yang, something involving like that. It's cryptid word that implies yin and yang. Cryptid um, balance. <laughs> Cryptic balance. <laughs> um, I mean. We're just going to continue with this one. Yeah, it's fine.
Uh, <laughs> I mean, what if it was just called like? I mean, no, there's definitely already something called the wall. Um, <laughs> well, I Do mean, I like there mean? is like the the like the the Mesopotamia vibe to it because it kind of isn't that kind of crescent between, you know, what? Yeah, that's kind of the only place we've got left. Last strip. I want to combine the words dual, like D-U-A, and then some other word that implies magical things. Yeah, well, that was was one thing I read about samurai. That's definitely a thing. A lot of samurai stuff was basically one-on-one dueling. Like, Mm -hmm. there were a lot of battles where they would just challenge a single person in the army to fight them. Um, And that sometimes decided the conflict, I guess. (laughs) Crip-dua. But... (laughs) Hmm... I don't know. This is a tough one to think of a name because I would want to do some more research to think of something clever. <laughs> wall the wall. Wall the wall, window to window. To the wall. Yeah, let's just call it to window the wall. Between, between, between two, two walls. walls. Between two walls. <laughs> between two walls. Yeah. Um, yeah. Zach Galifianakis, eat your heart out. <laughs> Zach Galifianakis is, is working in the program. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's, he's the gunslinger. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it's going to be any character. Yeah, Zach Galifianakis being the gun character. Um, oh so, God. yeah, great. We got, even between got a big name attached walls. to us. Between two walls. I um, love it. Right now, at least. Uh, if this is going to be an actual script, we would think of a better name. But our Maybe. joke name for the podcast is Between Two Walls. Um, and hopefully this wasn't in bad taste. I, I really just do think cam- samurai look cool as fuck. Like, yes. And so this, I'm not trying. I'm, nothing we said is probably actual representational of samurai culture and like where that comes from. But we're just I, sitting this here is a cool story. Out. We got some yeah. things right, I'm sure. <laughs> we probably yeah. got some things wrong, so we're sorry if anything we said is offensive. But build it better. Build it better. Um, yeah. With, yeah. With that, I think that, that like kind of wraps it up. Build I really like this. And I really do think this was a little bit more of a world than like a story, especially because mm-hmm. we like... We talked about it being episodes and things like that, so yeah. that makes sense. This would also be a pretty sick, like... You could turn this into a tabletop game, I think. And, like, all these characters Ooh. are actually the classes. The board would be so cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that'd be fun. Um, but, so, any anyone who wants to get on this, I actually really would love this to be a thing. Um, so just make it. <laughs> That's I don't know, your just job. On, just put our names on it. Um, <laughs> or consult I want us some credit. for writing. <laughs> um, with that, I guess it's going to be the end of this week. Next uh Next week will be episode 10, which will be the last episode of season one Correct. of Construction. So we'll Correct. have a few twists and turns and some surprises uh, along the way for that episode. Should so be a fun one. Mm-hmm. Be ready. Uh, until next time, I am Anthony Wilkinson. I'm Josh Robbins. Lynette Anderson. And uh, fuck, what's our slogan? Happy building. Happy building. Happy building. Well, that's what we Happy building. Happy building. There we go. And see. Cut. <laughs>